and welcome back to Ship of Fools, a nautical D&D actual play podcast. My name is Hannah McLean, and I am, as always, your dungeon master on this nautical adventure. Joining me today, I have Andy Latai. Finn Fisher. Nolani Stevenson. Ray gets stuck. <coughs> Ray gets stuck with. <laughs> Keep it together. Um, and Taylor Wallace. Malachi Kassir. Thank you, Nani. That cough really bought me some time to finish chewing. <laughs> We are all um, we're doing amazing, guys. Put together here. <laughs> the sheer amount of unprofessionalism I'm forced to deal with every day. <laughs> um, we are back uh, on the Lunluma Ocean, so let me give a little bit of a recap of the current situation, and then we can dive right in. So the party has recently escaped from Dr. Retval's laboratory, slash broken friends out of Dr. Retval's laboratory. Um, after a complex series of encounters and betrayals, um, they made their way away from the exploding laboratory with most of their allies. Um, I would say all of our allies. <laughs> all of your allies. <laughs> yeah, all of your allies were actually your allies. Except for Sebastian. Those two are no longer <laughs> our allies. Um, and sailed with Captain Amelia's ship kind of deeper into the Sea of Storms in order to escape from the navy of Lithios. Um, You sort of processed what had just happened and made arrangements for the people who'd been left behind at AAA headquarters to meet you in the Sea of Storms uh, with the eventual aim of heading south to Angel Isle, which is the kind of hub of pirate and unlawful activity um, located kind of at the northern edge of the Lightless Sea, which is the southernmost reaches of the Lunluma Ocean. Um, You dropped anchor at a island in the Sea of Storms that seemed like a relatively safe spot to wait for a couple of days for the other ships to catch up with you. Essentially, for the past two days, you've been basically parked, uh, waiting for Matt Black and for the other ship that escaped HQ to uh, come meet up with you. Um, Where we left off, the party had just had another of their um, famous series of cryptic dreams, um, cryptic and unsettling. um, And you are all waking from that in the morning to discover that the uh, lookouts above are shouting, sails ahoy as the other ships from HQ are have been spotted kind of on the horizon. Um, kind of couple other matters of note. Um, Nurgle is not with you as he has been sent to follow the adventurer's airship as it kind of took off. Uh, Finn sent him to trail the adventurer's airship and kind of figure out where it was going. Um, I said a couple of matters, but I actually think that was the only one I wanted to mention, so, um... It's a weighty matter. Yeah, so for right now, um, you guys have woken up from your series of dreams. Finn wakes up bone dry, which is unsettling, (laughs) because usually his bed is soaked over the course of the night. Ew. With Hmm. sweat. I should specify, (laughs) with sweat. Uh Uh-huh. He exudes salt water constantly over the course of the night. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, above you, the lookouts are shouting, like, sails ahoy. And you can sort of hear, you guys are down in the, like, crew area in your hammocks. Uh, Malachi's also sweating, but not as profusely and disgustingly as Finn. 
No, but I'm not sweating. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're bone dry. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> Reagan. What? Reagan. Oh, God. He's completely soft. Uh, what? Look at that. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. I've never had a boner. This isn't new. <laughs> Malachi, you must have had an unsettling dream, too. That's too bad. What? My dream was like... My... Uh, uh, it was another dragon thing. Uh, so we all had horrible dreams. Oh, yeah. Arguably worst dream I've ever had. Wow. But thankfully, it's an absurd premise because no net could ever capture the lurker. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> One more time. Just run that by me. No net could ever capture the lurker. It's simply impossible. I'm not even worried about dramatic irony here because there's just no way it could ever conceivably happen. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I buy that. I buy that. Well, I've never seen him, so I can't say for sure. We hear the shouts, right? Yeah, you guys can just go upstairs if you'd like to. <laughs> Yay, our friends are here! I had the same dream as always. <laughs> um, you guys go up to the deck, um, where you can see the sort of, like, morning activities of the ship are taking place. And in fact, this time, people are starting to kind of transfer the ship from, like, you know, the way that the sails are and stuff for not moving for a couple days to the way that the sails are going to be to need to move. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, yeah, what way? <laughs> we all know how ships work. We, we all know the way. We don't need to get into it. <laughs> we know it. the way. I don't need to describe it for you. Um, can, I, can I actually have someone roll a d20 for me? So I rolled a nat one. <laughs> okay. Cool. Maybe How about good? somebody else? Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> so what the nat one means is that there is a, you, you also see as you guys kind of come up on deck, um, especially the more like experienced sailors look especially worried and kind of like keep glancing to the east. And there you kind of hear them sort of like muttering to each other, like really big storm blowing up kind of even more so than usual. I mean, it's the sea of storms. Storms are to be expected, but you can see the clouds that are gathering on the horizon look especially ominous. You also see, however, that coming from the, like, northwest are two other ships, one of which you kind of recognize immediately by the black coat of paint and the bright flame decal on the side um, as Matt Black. Yeah! Oh, looks beautiful. As well as another slightly larger ship um, that you might recall having seen, like, moored at HQ. Um, kind of one of the other, not the adventurer's personal ship, just one of the other ships that they, like, had around. It'd be really funny if they just took her personal ship. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it turned into a bear ship. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and these two are kind of, like, sailing up closer to you. Um, Amelia sort of, like, walks up to you guys on the deck. She also kind of keeps glancing toward the storm that's building. And she's like, so are you intending to stay on my ship or are you going we can have a rowboat to send you over to the other ships uh no offense i appreciate your hospitality but i don't know matt black's pretty sick you know yeah this was an, a, a value neutral statement i don't care well if you don't want us here then you're so strong amelia <laughs> Um, she just sort of, like, nods, um, no, no reaction to either sentiment. Um, and you guys can go over to Matt Black. Um, 
the ship is like moored at the island mostly just to give you like somewhere to meet um there isn't really it's like you could get out and go onto the island itself but it's not really hospitable um it's just kind of like craggy rocks um and who knows what lives there you haven't really gone onto it at all creatures perhaps there could be creatures Uh, i love creatures but you guys are able to go over to matt black how do we feel about leaving amelia and nero alone on the salty shark well shiloh's with them too right yeah shiloh nell and alden can sail with them i suppose yeah i trust them yeah i just want to talk with nero and amelia but we can do that after we go to Nat Black. Maybe we should bring Nero with us? Because she's our prisoner and all that? Is she? Is she our prisoner? No one's even me a straight answer about that. Oh, I've performed a citizen's arrest. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A, a, a citizen of where? <laughs> uh, the world. I am a citizen of humanity. Wow, study abroad has really changed, Reagan. Um, I will tell you guys that, like, over the course of the journey, there can be, like, swapping between ships and talking to whoever you want to talk to. This is just kind of initially to go check on the people who are on Matt Black. So true. Finn has Dimension Door. Yeah, so true. (laughs) Yeah, and I can swim. And can swim. Uh, Yeah. So for now, the three of you go over to... Finn will be our messenger pigeon. Over to Matt Black. Um, Basically, as soon as you, like, climb the ropes and get on deck, Baleen comes, like, sprinting over and just, like, grabs Finn and hugs him. I hug her. And then I pull back and I look at her and I say, Baleen, what was your pet frog's name? The, The one we caught in Cod Creek and kept for the summer. Um, she looks, like, momentarily baffled by the question. Um, and then she's like, um fucking sir hops a lot or something oh okay oh it's good to see you sorry i just had to check <laughs> oh, i hug her uh, again good idea fuck man he sure did <laughs> she hugs you and she's like really glad you're okay glad you guys are okay too looking over at malachi and reagan yeah oh yeah we got him glad you made it out baleen how have you been how was the how was the journey journey was fine this ship is really cool um yeah do you try the bidet yeah yeah it's really cool and i like how it sails itself mm-hmm. we left there wasn't any sign of like anything um happening when we left hq um but some of the others like left behind like i don't know detectors and stuff um so that we could kind of know if something happens um i don't really know a, a bunch of artificers were all doing stuff um and Everybody, like, grabbed all the, like, equipment and, like, I don't know, research and um, evidence and stuff. And that's mostly below decks here, or most of it's on the other ship. She points over to the other ship. Um, you see that, like, some of, like, I think actually probably Nell and Alden will go over to that other ship and seem to be trying to figure out, like, what were you able to get? Hannah, what's the other ship called? It's called the Ladyfinger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Nolani? Finn blushes. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I am. <laughs> Finger. <laughs> Lady. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Nell and Alden kind of go over there and are you can see them sort of like talking to the others who are who are there and sort of discussing the plan, probably. You also see that here on Matt Black are Shala and Mar. Um, I think are initially, initially were kind of like below decks. And as they sort of come up, as you guys are on deck, you see Mar kind of like hangs back. But Shala comes right over to the group 
and is clearly like looking to make sure that you guys look like you're okay and especially that malachi looks like he's okay mommy she sort of like looks you up and down and she's like you're all right um yep we're good okay uh i don't know what you were told but (laughs) very little the adventurer is very (laughs) yeah something you didn't speak to her while you were there did you no really a, a Mar and I have very little idea of the general perspective of any of this. We're just sort of um, going along with the people who seem to be your allies. Oh yeah, Baleen, the adventurer's bad news now. Okay. FYI. <laughs> also, I don't know if you met Ben, but same deal. Bad, bad news. Okay, great. Um, where are we going from here? I look at Baleen. You're gonna love this. I look at Shala. I don't know if you're gonna love this. <laughs> Where are we? Where, what am I going to love? Uh, pirates. Ooh, pirates. You So you feel positively about pirates? I feel, um, well, I don't know if I'd say positively, um, but it certainly is exciting. But you wouldn't, like, kill one if you saw it? Me? This is Baleen talking. Uh, yeah. This oh. Is, <laughs> I wouldn't kill a pirate if I saw one. Just just leave it at you feel positively about pirates, and I'll, I'll go stand by Baleen, because Baleen likes me i'm gonna go stand over there where's the cat i would like to pet the cat yeah the cat is here um he'll like come up and kind of like wind his way around i whistle for him to come up and see us (laughs) wow i say this cat responds to whistles okay yeah wow um comes up and kind of like rubs his head against malachi's leg and then rubs his head against reagan's legs yes kind of Making his way yes. around. Wow, does he does he rub his face against anyone else's leg? Hannah, maybe? That you want to mention? Yeah, against Finn's also. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't worry. He thinks you smell like fish, Finn. He wants to eat you. It's true, actually. He does. He's like especially... He does that cat thing where he like rubs against you and then he sort of like pulls back and does the like the really intense sniffing with his like... Does he do the pervert face? Like that where he, he opens his mouth a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I glare back at him and I'm like, don't try anything. <laughs> um, Shala kind of like waves Mar over too, and Re- Reagan, you have to support his rear. <laughs> I'm very supportive. He's big baby. <laughs> I hope you're talking about the cat. <laughs> Finn, I've got your back too. Don't you worry. Reagan cups Finn's ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shala sort of like looks looks at Finn and is like, "So what, pirates?" Oh, you don't feel positively about pirates. No, I don't feel positively about pirates. Oh. Okay, would you kill one if you saw it? It? I think it depends on the situation. Stop asking that question when I am standing right here. (laughs) They already know you. That doesn't mean they won't kill them, in my experience. Uh, Malachi has just realized that Nira is in the same fleet as his adoptive mothers for the first time in this entire Mm -hmm. situation. Yep. What about, like, an ex-pirate? Is that okay? Or, like, a pirate without a crew? Ex-pirates generally tend to be okay. Yeah, the ex part in there really helps. Mm. I fear I may have spoken too soon. I mean, also, ma'am, neither of you are like the Hulk. You're not going to, like, see a pirate and just, like, fly into an uncontrollable (laughs) murderous rampage, right? No. Like, you're, you're intelligent people. Probably good to check that. You never know who's secretly the Hulk, but no. I narrow my eyes at everyone else. <laughs> okay, so we're going 
to Angel Isle. You know it? I've we've certainly heard of it as a everyone kind of knows that it's out there somewhere. I whispered to Baleen, the name is very misleading, apparently. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess you'd want it. That sounds like pirate humor to just kind of call something something it isn't. Classic. <laughs> Are you saying a pirate would lie to us? <laughs> <laughs> she kind of like shrugs and she's like, I don't know. I don't know a lot of pirates. Again, it was just Reagan. And even then, I'm a little unclear on the like situation in terms of how much he's a pirate. So <laughs> I came out to have a good time and I'm honestly feeling so attacked right now. <laughs> Come on, Prowl. Reagan, none of these references have been to you. <laughs> Reagan takes them all very personally. I'm not like other pirates. Um, Shala and Mar are clearly not not happy with the situation, <laughs> but honestly enough has happened that they've got a little bit of the kind of like, okay, sure, this might as well happen. At least our son is not dead. And so Yet. they sort of take it in stride. Bailey wow. similarly looks at the kind of mixture of nervousness and a bit of excitement that she's had for this whole situation um she does kind of like look at finn and she goes oh um i heard from father ceviche yesterday oh he says that there that gillsbury is um that all the boats got destroyed but that otherwise they're pretty much fine um and that they haven't seen any more ships since the ships left so all right do you say anything about my dad he said that your dad's doing okay, um, but okay. it sounds like he's pretty hurt. I don't know. He only had 25 words. Yeah. All right. Well, at least we're back together now. Yeah. That's a step. There's still no... We couldn't just drop me off in Gillsbury on the way to Pirate World? Um, Geographically, I'm fuzzy. Uh, no, right? I look around at someone who knows the ocean. It's it's not on the way, is it? <laughs> yeah, you look around. One of the, like, navigators on the ship kind of, like, shakes their head at you. It's not really on the way. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It's fine. Um, it's Honestly, it hasn't really been that long, although it feels like forever and is the longest I've ever been away from home. But, um, yeah, it's fine. <sighs> okay. The storm is continuing to build. Um, you can see it's like the the clouds are these massive thunderheads that just sort of like pile up above the ocean. Um, the kind of anvil shape where you can see that they kind of get narrower in the middle and wider at the top. And you can see the sea kind of like beginning to churn. <laughs> People are kind of like calling between the ships in sort of sailor jargon that's probably most familiar to Reagan that you can hear sort of like calling the direction that the storm appears to be going and sort of making sure that everyone is on board to just kind of go as quickly as possible to hopefully get a little bit ahead of it before it really hits. Yeah, that Scrongo's really looking bloinky, boys. We better start looping the goinks. <laughs> exactly. That's what they say. <laughs> um, I lean over to Malachi. He truly has lived so much. <laughs> Um, you guys are staying on Matt Black? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so can we, who is where? Shell Alden and Nell are, Shell. <laughs> <laughs> so for right now, Alden and Nell went over to the Ladyfinger to kind right. of um, debrief. That's the ship that has the most like 
you'll kind of learn that the people who were leaving HQ mostly grabbed like most of what was portable kind of from the workshop and from the various like records and stuff like that that they could get into. They basically just like grabbed everything they could in the matter of a couple of hours because they weren't sure how much time they had um, and packed it onto this ship. So most of it is over there as well as most of the remnants of triple a who are with you who are mostly it's like the ones who are not as gifted at fighting the kind of like you know the lab guys um but do they all wear trench coats and nerdy little glasses not the ship of nerds (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of like ties Um, trench coats lab coats lab coats there you go uh basically yes imagine all of that and there's only like maybe and then there's one like really fucking ripped guy too <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's the lawyer for the organization actually as well as like he's gonna have his work cut out for him <laughs> <laughs> a few more kind of like competent sailors and stuff who were left behind some of whom from the kind of like AAA allies um all together there's probably Probably, like, 20 people on the Ladyfinger, and then an additional, like, 12 who were on Matt Black, Um, and then Amelia's crew is about 20 people. So you have, like, ships full of people at this point. Um, There were three other ships that also came to Retval's Tower with you, and they scattered. And you guys still don't really know. You saw one of those ships getting definitely engaged in battle with the Navy. Um, You don't know if either of the others did or if they were able to kind of safely get away and you kind of don't know where they headed. But so Shiloh though is still with Amelia. Right, so to answer your original question, um, Nira and Shiloh stayed on Amelia's ship. Okay. Nell and Alden went over to the Ladyfinger. Um, This is just kind of where everyone is right now. You guys are on Matt Black with Bailey and, and Shala and Mar and the ship's raise anchor and get ready to start sailing. So the way that this is kind of going to work, it's going to take about five days to reach Angel Isle, or rather, rather it'll take about five days to reach the Lightless Sea. And then from there, it's about another day, maybe more like half a day to Angel Isle, kind of depending on how lost you get, because the Lightless Sea is designed to make people get lost. And the the five days is assuming that there's no kind of major complications that slow you down. Um, For every day of travel, I'm going to ask for 1d20 to determine how bad the storm is, and then another d20 to determine if you run into any additional complications. Um, For your first day of travel, the storm is bad. Um, It is like, even as you kind of get started and get a little bit ahead of it, um, pretty quickly the wind starts whipping around all of you. Um, There's this driving rain. The sails, frankly, probably never even get all the way taken out, and the ships are kind of instead being powered by this combination of people rowing them and the sort of both Matt Black and Amelia's ship. And frankly, probably the Ladyfinger, too. I would say with the types of people that you're around with, all three of these ships would have a bit of kind of an arcane propulsion source, Mm -hmm. um, which it's preferable to run on wind power whenever you can to kind of save the batteries, quote unquote. But they have this sort of like magical ability to, yeah, to keep moving through the water when it's not possible to move by wind. But this is still definitely a very dangerous storm. So I need an additional somebody to roll me another D20 to kind of see 
if there's any other complications that arise. Yeah, somebody else do that. Ten. And then I need someone to roll me a d12. You have died of dysentery. Oh, twelve. Ooh. Is this good or bad? Twelve. Uh, <laughs> cool. Twelve complications. Hannah, if I'm out on the deck, can I be constantly casting gust to counteract the wind blowing in my face? So, like, just around my head, it looks like there's no wind. Not trying yeah. to help the ship at all, just your face. It's not powerful enough to help the ship. <laughs> wow, can't believe Finn doesn't want his hair dramatically whipped by the wind. Yeah, me and Reagan are standing there just, like, absolute tangled. I'm doing this for a bit, and then I get jealous of how badass they look, and I stop doing it and, let, <laughs> and just let it happen. It fucking windy. So, first of all, um, this is a bad enough storm that it kind of becomes an all-hands-on-deck situation pretty quickly. Um, so can I get from you guys what you think you would be doing to sort of, like, help make sure that the ship stays together and is able to navigate its way through this storm. See, Hannah, I also don't know quite enough about ships and how they work. To- um, I'm going to use my uh, proficiencies with both navigators, tools, and watery vehicles Yeah. to plot our hashtag course and uh, wow. keep us on our hashtag heading. Yeah, um, please go ahead and give me a... Um, I think this has to be either intelligence or wisdom. That's too bad. (laughs) Then add your proficiency (laughs) bonus as well from your water vehicle proficiency. I'm going to just stand at the prow of the ship and cast control water. Okay. To calm the seas around our ship and like make them flow. Just give us a little extra push in the direction we want to go. Okay. Hannah, can I have advantage on account of having two separate proficiencies? (laughs) And it's my boat, and there's a cat here for luck. It's actually my boat. You're just the captain of it. It's our boat. Malachi, it's actually not really your boat, I gotta say. (laughs) How is it Reagan's boat more than mine? It's not. It's mine. He's the captain. It's Finn. You stole it. That doesn't make it exclusively yours. I feel like it kind of does. I'm going to say no to the advantage. I think it's enough of a situation that it's just a matter of getting to make the check. What did you roll? Hannah hates me and wants me dead. Uh-huh. I rolled a two. Uh-huh. So that comes to... A five. A five? Cool, cool. Um, you're trying to keep yourself on course. Um, it's not really working that well. Uh, the storm is kind of... Could Malachi be doing his stuff by helping Reagan using his strong arms to keep the wheel in check? I will say... Um, Granting Reagan advantage there. <laughs> I will say if, if you want to forego your own check to help Reagan with his instead, I'll let you do that. I, I will say that, like... Would it just be better to make my own? It's, it would probably just okay. be better to make your own. Um, Andy, for you, doing control water to sort of keep the waves as smooth as possible. Um, can I just get a check? Just add your, like, spell attack bonus. Huh. I'm trying to go straight, but for some reason we keep on veering towards the ship Alden's on. I'm not going to examine <laughs> that. 22. 22, okay. Um, You are kind of at least, Finn is sort of managing to get the ocean to respond to him as you're sort of like leaning over the prow of the ship, basically, um, just sort of like smoothing out the waves. I've always wanted to be a figurehead. (laughs) Malachi, what are you? I feel like intimidating myself into chilling out isn't going to help this one. No. (laughs) Um, 
Frankly, I, I would let you make an athletics check. Like, there absolutely are things that need to be held. Yeah. Yeah, like me. <laughs> I'm pretty strong. I can do that. Yeah, I think Malachi is just going to be like, what do I need to hold? <laughs> me. Malachi holds uh, three important ropes in one hand and Reagan's <laughs> collar in the other. <laughs> Great. Go ahead and make me an athletics check. Bye, Reagan. Oh, <laughs> it comes to 11. Okay. You guys doing all right back there? <laughs> um, so what that means is this is not a, not a catastrophic enough failure to have your ship like sink or anything like that, but it is definitely taking some damage from the waves and the wind buffeting it. And kind of a little bit worse is that you realize that you veered off course enough that you've kind of lost track of the other ships um, in the course of this storm. You guys all were trying to stay pretty close together, but you you can't see. The visibility is terrible, um, and there's all these like whirling winds and stuff like that. You guys see a couple of like water spouts keep popping up like a little ways away from you, and this this storm, it almost feels like it's like alive and is like drawing you closer into it um can i get perception checks from all three of you are we back at the dragon isles <laughs> 16 17 16 wow you all rolled really similar um so all three of you at kind of roughly the same moment see as this this wind is whipping around as as you're skin is just kind of being like slammed into by these big raindrops the kind of raindrops where like you can't tell if it's like just rain that's hitting you or if it's hail um most people who like can't help with the ship have been sent below decks and matt black is like able to hold itself together it's it's a magical ship so in some ways you can see the sort of like the magic of the ship is like these ropes are flying around and trying to like keep things together um and the three of you all spot um, in the clouds above you what looks like a hand sort of like materializing out of the clouds, this like massive hand. And you, as you're watching that, you kind of like see what almost looks like a like footprint impression in the ocean a little ways away from you as it kind of like the the ocean like depresses just in the sort of shape of a giant foot and then you spot looming down the clouds sort of like move out of the way a little bit and there is this massive blue face just in the cloud, kind of like leaning down to look at the ship. This face is like bigger than your entire ship as this kind of humanoid, humanoid face just like looks down at you. The skin is blue. The eyes are, these, these massive, massive eyes are gray and kind of filled with lightning, like sparking between their eyes. Um, Dead? You see that this... I thought your dad was a dwarf! (laughs) (laughs) This blue person, although person feels like an inadequate word to describe the being, you kind of feel like you can almost make out shoulders in the clouds, although the rest of the body, if there is a rest of the body, is almost too big for you to fully comprehend in the mix of this storm, um, is like looking down at you with what appears to be curiosity. Can I divine sense? <laughs> sure. 
you do divine sense. Um, you don't pick up any sense of what does divine sense do? Detecting anything affected by a hallowed celestial fiend or undead. Yeah, this is not a. You do not get any celestial fiend or undead vibes. Tracks. Is it just like standing there staring at us? Basically, yeah. I look up and I wave. I also wave. <laughs> is this your storm? Um, you see a sort of like, there's kind of a moment of nothing, and then there's like a, a slow kind of smile. <laughs> can I have uh, all three of you can give me, I guess, persuasion checks? Seven. Nineteen. Okay. It's gonna be eight. Okay. Um, you see this sort of like, slow smile across this giant face. The teeth of this being are like, each tooth is like as big as a sail. And there's these like clouds that kind of move around their mouth and the kind of like edges of their face are almost fading back into the clouds. You see that hand that you'd seen in the clouds kind of like comes down and actually like nudges the side of your ship a little bit and it rocks it enough that everybody is sort of like has to grab onto something to not fall over. Uh. Yep, we're real. (laughs) Um, The giant sort of like smiles at Finn and then looks at the other two of you and these giant cloudy eyebrows like furrow a little bit as the smile kind of fades and the giant just sort of like is sizing all of you up with not outright hostility, but not like excitement either. Just sort of like, what are these little morsels that are in my storm? I'm going to cast message and I'm going to message the big (laughs) giant thing Uh in primordial. Okay. It'd be like, hi, just passing through. I like your teeth. You seem nice. (laughs) I have lightning too. You hear kind of like a big rumbly laugh. And as you say, I have lightning too, the hand that is next to the boat kind of like pulls back and then like flicks all five of their fingers a little bit. Um, I need uh, need a dexterity saving throw from Reagan. (laughs) This is gonna be a dick measuring contest. Reagan, what did you say to him? I said hi. And you are close enough to Malachi to get Aura. And I also have advantage, because this is a visible effect, because I can see it flicking. Yeah. 17. 17 actually fails. Um, (laughs) So you take um, what would be 27 lightning damage, although I believe you can have it or something, because it is lightning damage. I believe I can. What's half of 27? 13. Do you just, do you have to do anything or does it just happen? I think it just happens. Okay. You kind of almost managed to dodge out of the way of this lightning bolt that comes streaking down at you, but you take the full impact of it, but your scales sort of like flash a little bit and some of the the energy of it is absorbed and just kind of like goes into you. And then, Whoa. as I'm knocked flat on my ass and slightly steaming, I just raise up my hand and do flick my fingers the same way and cast Shocking Grasp. Not as an attack, but just as like a... Uh-huh. Just as like a... Sort just a of little... thing. Yeah, you can do that. Hi. They're um, communicating. The giant kind of 
laughs. You hear this booming laugh in your mind, Reagan, as this is sort of the response to the message. And then all of you hear like an extra like rumbly peal of thunder that definitely sounds like laughter. Um, and the giant just sort of like- Oh, very cool. The hand comes up next to the boat and just gives it this massive push. Um, your boat goes like careening across the ocean. All of you, um, actually go ahead and give me dexterity saving throws, all three of you. Yeah. 19. 14. Plus Malachi's aura would be 18. Nice. It's a dirty 20. Okay, so cool. All of you are able to not only not go flying off the ship, but even keep yourselves standing upright as the ship goes. Basically, it's just shoved so hard that you just sort of like cut your way through the storm. I grab Prowl so he doesn't go flying off the ship. <laughs> yeah, Prowl's below decks, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um, Baleen's got him. Um, go flying across the ocean until you sort of like land. When your movement stops, you're in an area where the storm has is a little bit less severe. Um, you sort of encountered this being at what felt like the heart of the storm. It's definitely still raging around you. You can still kind of see see the lightning flashing and the clouds roiling above you and the sea is still very choppy, but you are no longer in imminent danger. There's no sign of the giant anymore. Ooh. Wow, that was fun. <laughs> uh, Reagan, you good? <laughs> yeah. I think I just made a friend. Wow. Ah. Congrats. Reagan, uh, one more thing. Can I actually get a charisma saving throw from you? Although this isn't going to be great for his height complex. <laughs> that guy was at least 40 feet tall. 16. Okay. Uh, did you add Malachi's aura to that? Nar. Okay, great. So that's a 20. You feel... Um, so the whole time that you've been in this storm, you can sort of like feel you've felt the like energy inside you kind of building and especially after this face-to-face -face encounter with this being it's like everything in your veins is surging and in fact as you like look down at yourself and the two of you can see this too there's almost this like like reagan's veins are sort of like standing out and glowing with this blue kind of like electrical energy um but with a 20 you're able to kind of like hold on to the magic it doesn't come like bursting out of you although you can feel that it wants to um and you can also feel that probably if you let it it would be stronger right now than it usually is but you you are able to kind of keep a handle on everything and sort of keep yourself together but you can definitely feel that you are reacting to the storm wow Looking vascular, Reagan. <laughs> Guys. Yeah, I'll say. Am I Nell's mom? <laughs> hmm. I. No. Probably not. <laughs> if I had to guess, I'd say no. Are you hypoxic, Reagan? Why are your veins blue? Uh, I. Uh. Supercharged. Hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> wow. That's enough explanation for me. <laughs> I'm glad that it decided to get us out of the storm instead of keeping us there forever. If I look like I'm about to sneeze, duck and cover. Got it. <laughs> it's hard to tell with the beard, you know, but uh, we'll keep it in mind. <laughs> you guys sail through 
the rest of this storm. Um, Do we see the other ships? The other ships find you eventually. <laughs> um, we got way ahead. As things start to quiet down a bit, and basically, like, it's almost nighttime by the time the other ships manage to find you. Um, as your ships get close enough to see each other, you can see obvious relief in the kind of calls that are going back and forth. Um, Amelia, like, yells over, You Okay. Any casualties or significant damage? Was there significant damage to the boat or no? You did take some damage and definitely like someone's going to need to fix it. Um, But the ship is not in immediate danger of sinking. Like we can sail until we hit our next port unless something else bad happens. Yeah, you don't need to like delay your course or anything. Okay, okay. Although someone, it would probably be a good idea for one of the ships, the other ships to send someone over who Mm. knows more about ships and can kind of help patch things up. Um, Yeah. Uh, nothing serious. We might need some repairs, but glad to hear it. Finn is, like, lying down, balanced on top of the railing on the side of the ship, and he's like, oh, look who decided to show up. He's planking. <laughs> it's 2012. He's on his back. <laughs> um, cool. And that's the first day. Congratulations on Jesus rolling Christ. a nat one storm and then a 12 on the d12. Wow. Um, you... <laughs> Can only get better from here. Did you guys meet the giant too? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's probably what took you so long. <laughs> so, the first day with the storm, it's kind of too chaotic to really be doing anything but dealing with that storm. Um, for the second day, though, as you guys continue to travel, can I get someone to roll me another d20 how about not me i'll do it this time (laughs) nine okay not an at one then can i get someone to roll me another d20 be nice to roll above a 10 this episode three okay then i need a d12 one okay cool wait was it a one did you say it was. Mm-hmm. See, Taylor, Taylor, this is what I've been talking about, about maybe swapping Nani out for a new co-host. Uh, I think the one might be good, Andy, unlike the 12 we had last time. The 12 was great. He was very helpful. Second day, though, means that we're all at full health, right? Yes, yeah. Nice. So, Reagan, you're you're at full health. Um, Andy, you have your spell slot that you used back. Um, the second day, you guys are still in a storm. Um, there is still a thunderstorm raging, although in comparison to yesterday, it seems feels like positively balmy. Um, Matt Black is mostly doing the work of keeping you on course and keeping itself together. Um, I will say that Amelia sent over a couple of her like ship repairmen, um, and you can see that the other two ships were also fairly buffeted by the storm, but everyone is kind of okay enough to keep sailing um, with some people sort of below deck making repairs to the places where your hull was damaged and stuff like that. Do we have any red paint on board? I think the flames could use a touch-up. <laughs> yeah, the flames absolutely could use a touch-up. Um, they're pretty scratched. Um, so there is still it is still raining and thunder and lightning, though, although the wind isn't quite as intense. Um, you guys are sailing along and nothing uh, requiring your immediate attention happens during the first like half of the day. Um, Is there anything that anyone wants to do during this period of time? I mean, I'll assume that we've briefed Shala and Mar and Baleen on the essence of the situation. Maybe not all of the grimy little details. Okay. 
Baleen wants to hear the whole story. Um, she's like a very oh, I tell I tell Baleen all the details. Great. Um, oh my god, I could take my armor off and show them my sexy little scar. Yeah, you definitely you have. Uh, I don't do that, but I could. <laughs> you could. Um, you know it's there. <laughs> um, for the audience, everyone, make sure. Um, yeah. So you brief Baleen and Shala and Mar kind of on the situation. Um, Baleen is definitely like. I guess, like, unsurprised. Like, she kind of, like, she gasps at the twists and turns in the story, but it's in a, like, very much a, wow, this is, like, an engaging narrative type of way. She's a good listener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shala and Mar, as usual, seem concerned. But, you know, you all survived. Um, Finn, are you summoning Nurgle back yet, or are you still giving him a little more? It's been, like, I think this is the fourth day since you sent him off because there were two days of kind of waiting for the other ships to catch up with you and now this is the second day on your way to Angel Isle. I think I'm gonna wait another day. Okay, cool. Although I do at at some point during the day just like telepathically test if Nurgle happens to be within 120 feet of me. (laughs) Can I talk to him? You telepathically uh, test he is not within 120 feet of you. Um, You also would probably notice, Finn, I think that it is difficult for you to reach fish here kind of especially when the storms are bad and i think you just kind of can like assume that probably the fish who live in this area are deeper under the ocean so that they're not like where the storm would be dangerous to them i can respect that yeah that's just kind of a general about the marine life here um a little ways into the middle of the day the Storm gets a little bit more intense. Reagan, I actually need another charisma saving throw from you. Still with Aura. I'm going to assume that you guys are sticking close enough in general. When we're, when after that whole event at Revol's Tower, we all follow in each other's footsteps like a little conga line. (laughs) Um, That charisma save is going to come to a 31. (laughs) (laughs) okay which i think is possibly the highest single role ever on this podcast i think it might be what what was on the dice nat 20 okay (laughs) Okay. cool i just stare in awe at reagan on the deck reagan briefly ascends to godhood (laughs) with with a nat 20 that comes to a 31 um you are not just like in control of your magic but you feel like augmented by it like you are um the lightning is responding to you rather than you responding to it is kind of what it feels like and frankly with that high of a roll um toward midday a bolt of lightning comes streaking out of the clouds and is is going to strike your ship um Nani, what does Reagan do in this moment as you're sort of like standing on the deck? This storm, like yesterday's storm felt hostile or at least like it had a consciousness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, this storm just kind of feels like the natural way of the ocean and the sky and the sea of storms. But there is an errant bolt of lightning that is kind of streaking toward your ship, which you sort of notice. You feel the like crackle in the air and feel it coming toward you in the moment before it actually impacts. Malachi is raising his hand to wave to the other ship to act as a lightning rod. <laughs> Unwittingly. 
I'm gonna make Taylor either real happy or real mad in this moment, and I'm going to pull a Zuko lightning redirection. Okay, cool. I'm going to absorb it and send it back. Cool. You sort of stretch out your hand. Um, Malik is like, wait, what's going on? Because he didn't know there was lightning. <laughs> Make me an... Um, Malachi is Katara in this situation. Mm. Just roll and add your spell attack modifier. 14. Okay. With a 14, you are able to kind of like, you stretch out your hand and just catch this lightning bolt, essentially. Take the full kind of like, you feel the shock like ripple down your arm. Um, You do take, you're not able to completely deflect the energy of it. And you do take 14, which halves to seven for you, lightning damage as you sort of impact with the shock of this and send it bouncing back off into the clouds but you are able to keep it from hitting the ship as you sort of just deflect this energy off in this split-second reaction. Did you see that? Whoa, holy shit! Regan, that was <laughs> awesome! Yes! What? What? Did I miss something cool? Malkin, oh no! <laughs> oh, that was you! Oh my god! <laughs> he caught the lightning! All of your hair is like standing on end. <laughs> Metallica, ride the lightning! I run to a random crew member. This guy loves to get struck by lightning. <laughs> Reagan, this is twice in two days now. What are you on, man? We all we all chest bump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone who saw it thinks it was sick as hell, and it was. We all chest bump and Finn and Malachi get defibrillated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I oh absolutely. Reagan is still like sparking slightly. There's like a extremely powerful static shock. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Um Fuck yeah. Oh man. And you feel good. Um, cool. Day two passes, the rest of it kind of without event. Um, okay, I need a, another d20 roll for day three. I think this makes it Andy's turn. My turn. Four. My God. <laughs> sure, attracting the storms. All right, give me another one. Another d20? Yeah. Two. God. Delightful. Um, someone wow. give me a d12. We're gonna go through my whole encounter table, everybody. Seven, a nice middling number. Cool. Um, the storm worsens again. Um, <sighs> still not as bad as the first day, but travel between your ships is not possible on this day. Um, you sort of, everyone's kind of stuck on the one that they're on. Um, and you're having to like work to make sure that you're keeping the ships together. So you guys are sailing through this storm. The wind is howling. The sound of the rain against the deck is like a like constant drumming. But a little bit past the middle of the day, through all of the other sounds that are around you, each of you start to hear just like very faintly, kind of in the back of your mind, barely able to make it through the storm, but just enough to kind of catch you, um, this faint singing. Just this like gentle melody um, kind of rising through, rising into your ears. Um, I need a wisdom saving throw from each of you. Malachi's ears perk up. Is there a lady out there? The siren. (laughs) Are there some troubled ladies out there? 23. 17. 22. Okay. So 
None of you are affected. You kind Uh-oh. of hear this, you, you hear this faint music and you can feel that there's some sort of magical effect to it that seems to be like calling you toward it, almost pulling you toward the edge of the ship. I've been hearing haunt melodies calling me towards the sea since I was two. <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> You manage to shrug it off. Unfortunately, two of your crew members who are above deck are not so lucky. And crazy that we have crew now. I am going to say that you actually, um, in some ways, the fact that the storm is this bad is an advantage to you because there are less people on deck. Um, Like Shala, Mar, Baleen are all below deck because the storm is bad enough that they would be in danger if they were on the deck. Um, But a couple of the sailors who got sent over from Amelia to kind of help repair your ship from the damage that it's already sustained and to kind of make sure that they were there um, since you guys don't have a ton of experienced sailors between you. um, Two of them, you see sort of get this glassy look in their eyes and start sprinting for the edge of the ship. Hey. Hey now, hey now. Can I chase them? Can I body one of them? Yes, I will say that you have time um, for a grapple check. Uh, go ahead and, and roll athletics. I try to trip one with my mage hand. Okay, I will let that be a, a sleight of hand check, Finn. 18. 26. Ooh. 10. Okay, Okay. so Finn does not successfully trip anyone. Um, the one that Reagan is trying to grapple, let me roll for him first. You know I'm doing a fucking Roman Reigns spear on this guy. That's what's happening here. Reagan, he is still our friend. <laughs> Reagan is horizontal in midair. I know. <laughs> Don't worry, it's non-lethal. Malachi had gone to the side of the ship to look for the ladies in distress, and he he sees this guy running over to him like last minute, like tries to like grab his arm. <laughs> okay, so the one against Reagan gets a. 14. Um, so you kind of managed to successfully grab him and just tackle him flat on the deck. Um, the one against Malachi gets an eight. Um, so you, Malachi, as this guy goes to like, puts his hands in the diver position and gets ready to leap over the edge of the ship, you grab his collar and kind of haul him back. Um, and fortunately, the way this particular encounter works, it's actually better for you guys to hit it in a bad storm because you're able to sort of like hold these guys back long enough that the song gets lost, lost amidst the wind pretty quickly. She doesn't have a very strong belt, does she? <laughs> I am also going to start loudly singing a sea shanty to counter it. Yeah, sure, I can. I do want perception checks from each of you. 16. 3. <laughs> 14. Okay. So, Reagan and Malachi, you guys are kind of too busy with trying to keep the sailors on the ship to see anything. Um, but Finn, you kind of just barely managed to pick out through the storm this sort of, like, craggy island with all of these jagged rocks. Um, and this kind of, like, figure sort of sitting on one of the rocks that sort of like as you look at her is oscillating between looking like this beautiful woman and looking like this sort of like hag-like creature with sharp teeth. Lizzie? Um, sort of like snarling. L- looks very irritated um, as your ship is pulling out of range of her song. Sorry! Soon may the well have been come to bring us sugar for tea I hope you find some hapless sailors that I don't know. <laughs> One day when the target is um, done, we'll take cool. our leave and, and go. Sail on. 
As they were grappling the guys, Finn was like on the edge of the deck, ready to jump in after one of them, but he's really yeah. disappointed that he didn't get to. Sail on me, boy, sail like, Oh, we're good, we're good. I don't need to. Finn, do you want to hold this one? No, I'm not strong. <laughs> you can put your hand on his, his coat like you're helping. It's not the same. Okay. <laughs> you can hold me back. I grab Malachi. Don't do it, Malachi! Oh my gosh, you're too strong. How am I going to get to her? <laughs> Finn, let me go. Don't, Finn. I'm kidding. This is part of the bit. <laughs> I know, I know. I didn't forget. <laughs> cool. Can I get a Storm D20 for day four, please? Nat 20. Whoa! Yo! The cool. epic highs and lows of high school sailing. <laughs> I do still need a second d20 from someone. Ten. Okay, cool. The fourth day finally dawns. Not clear. It's never fully clear. But the kind of cloud cover is just sort of like low and gray. There's like a little bit of a trace of fog over the ocean. It's maybe like sprinkling a little bit. But there is no proper storm despite the rumbles of thunder that still exist in the distance um the the seas are kind of standard for the sea and you guys have a kind of more peaceful day than the ones you've had um first question um do any of you have anything you want to kind of like take advantage of the the more quiet day to do uh, i think it's time to bring back my boy okay I sit out on the deck. First, I look out at the sea, and I'm like, yep, that's some standard sea right there. <laughs> and then I kneel down on the deck and do my ritual to summon Nurgle. Cool. You do your ritual. There's a little shower of seawater, and Nurgle appears on the deck in front of you. Ah! ah! Um, he looks a little bit frazzled um like his his feathers are kind of like puffed up and he sort of like looks around like anxiously at the rest of the ship um he seems unhurt like he doesn't really look any different physically than the last time you saw him um but he definitely looks just generally like uncomfortable and he as you summon him he sort of like ah! like hops over to you and kind of like pecks at your leg in an affectionate manner I nuzzle him comfortingly. Ah! How, how, how was it? How'd it go? You all right? Ah! 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 Um, he communicates to you, um, that he's fine. Um, he flew after the ship, which basically the airship was able to go high enough to sort of like go above most of the storms in the Sea of Storms, um, is sort of how they've been traveling and traveling as fast as they've been traveling. Um, Nurgle kind of stayed at a safe distance, doesn't think that they spotted him because no one, like, shot him or anything like that. He says that eventually he sort of, he communicates, says is too strong of a word, but communicates <laughs> that he actually lost them, like, a couple of days ago, but that at the point before he lost them, they were still heading directly east, um, basically over the Sea of Storms, making better time than a ship could make on the sea, making a beeline basically for the Aberrant Sea. Oh, thanks, buddy. You're, you're very brave. Ah! Oh, Nurgle, you're back. 
Uh, you're going to get a treat tonight. Ah! Hmm. Uh, make an insight check for me, Finn. That one? <laughs> what is with you guys today? Okay, cool. Um, even with an at one, you can clock that his general, like, unsettledness is not... It's due in part to being, like, separated from you, but you kind of get the sense that there's, like, something else going on, but you're not really able to get any more of a lock on what. Hmm. All right, guys, I have two important points. One, uh, Nurgle's back. He's made his report. The Avengers pretty much sailing due east straight for the Aberrant Sea. Um, second, where can I get some French fries? ASAP. Uh, Thank you for your input. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news. Um, Nurgle, are you okay, man? You look a little... <laughs> okay. Do you, want, do you want us to have Shiloh make you an anti-scrying bracelet? <laughs> he doesn't seem to understand what that means. Uh, he, doesn't, I don't, he doesn't seem to understand what that means, but that, now that you mentioned it, that's a good idea. All right. I'll, I'll put in a, a request. <laughs> He could have a stylish little ankle ankle bracelet. Ah! Um, he likes the idea of a stylish little ankle bracelet. We'll make it colorful so he can be attractive to a potential mate. <laughs> um. I whispered to Nurgle, as long as you put a ring on it. <laughs> when Nurgle presents Vance with the ring that makes you die. <laughs> Nurgle, Vance, endgame. <laughs> somebody's end game <laughs> end of the game for somebody cool um i raid matt black's pantry and whatever the best treat for nurgle would be i give it to him nice uh he seems to kind of like be comforted by that uh you find some like probably like crackers or the closest thing to french fries you could manage on the open seas surely solaris had like some fancy truffle oil for fries down there <laughs> Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're starting to run out of Solaris's food because it's been weeks at this point, so most of the luxury goods are no but, longer but edible. But we don't but often like, have occasion for truffle oil. So, like, truffle oil um, <laughs> probably is still still doable, so you put that over the crackers, um, see if that kind of helps. I give him some gourmet crackers. I wrap him up in a little blanket. I shred some ah! Parmesan over them for him. <laughs> <laughs> Add a sprinkle of fresh... I don't know what you put on. Maybe thyme. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you getting fresh thyme? I don't know. Oh, you know. <laughs> it grows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of the afternoon, a rowboat comes over to you guys from the Salty Shark. And Nira and Amelia both climb up onto oh. Matt Black. Um, Nira looks better than she did uh, a few days ago. She both kind of in terms of like, she's not, you know, like injured anymore. But also, she just looks like she's regained a little bit of the kind of like confidence and swagger that she had before the whole incident. Oh, that's not good. They definitely fucked. She uh, also has a hat on again. Um, even though like her hat was gone, she's seemingly acquired another one from somewhere. Um, and she sort of like looks, looks around at you guys and kind of nods and it's like, all right. Um, hi, uh, been a while. We figured that if we're going to Angel Isle, we should kind of brief you guys on what to expect. I know Reagan, you've been around, but I don't think either of the other of you had made your way down there. Not even close. Yeah. I'm... Are you calling me a whore? 
Well, he's calling you a pirate, um, but take it as you will. Yeah, right. Both, both are fair. Both are valid. <laughs> she sits down on like one of the crates on Matt Black's deck. Amelia sort of like stands next to her, and Nira's like, "Okay, so Angel Isle will be there probably like three days. Um, hive of pirate activity." Um, I don't know if my old crew is going to be there, um, but if they are, we should definitely watch out for them. And frankly, it wouldn't surprise me if they are. If I had just taken over a ship, that'd be one of the first places I'd head. Vance is going to have to establish his name as a captain and let them know that they've ousted me and um, make sure that none of my allies are going to make any trouble. And Are they going to be a threat now that they've been paid? Probably not, um, unless we pose a threat to them. Um I would rather not have to look at them at all. Um, although I would fucking love my ship back, but right now I don't really have the resources to get it. So, yeah. Um, you can tell that this, like, troubles her, but that she sort of, like, already made her peace with it. She kind of shrugs it off and is like, so, I guess, question one is, what are we all, what are you, really, looking for what like what are your goals here we're looking for like just somewhere somewhere safe to hide out a little somewhere somewhere our non-combatants can be safe yeah. and we can resupply yeah that's kind of what i figured um so probably your best bet is going to be to find one of the other kind of hideouts nearby um Reagan, this kind of rings true to you as sort of like information you'd know about the whole general area. So you've got Angel Isle, which is a city in its own right, a small one, but is like, it'd be smaller than Benswith, um, but probably like bigger land area wise than like Farian. Uh, there's very few people who are like permanent residents there, although there definitely are some like bartenders and shop owners and stuff like that who who kind of stay on Angel Isle permanently. But more often, the island's population is kind of made up of the various crews who are kind of coming and going. But in general, Angel Isle is probably not going to be a safe place for you guys to like set up shop permanently. What would be better is that also in the Lightless Sea, kind of near, within like a day's sail of Angel Isle, there are like various little islands and coves and like relatively safe pirate hideouts um, where people will just sort of like park their ship for if they need to make serious repairs or if there's like some reason why the crew is kind of like stopping for a couple weeks or if they need a place to lay low um, and like can't be at Angel Isle for whatever reason. Um, and probably your best bet that you're sort of thinking to yourself and that Nira sort of explains would be to find one of those. Um, Nira will say like, the issue is you can kind of never know um, which ones already have some crew at it or which ones are you know, unsafe to be at for the moment because there's some sort of, you know, monster or something that's taken up shop. But Angel Isle, there's somebody there who knows something about everything. So someone, if we sort of get there, um, ask around, go to the black market, ask around, you're, you're going to be able to find somebody who will be able to point you in the right direction. 
the big issue is going to be if any of you or really anyone and she sort of like looks over at the other two ships if anybody's got a bounty on their heads um you don't know of anything like that on any of you right uh, Not that we know of, but I wouldn't rule it out. Actually, yeah. Yeah. No, we do have one. I don't know how active it is. Mar had a had a bounty. I don't know if it's considered oh. fulfilled or not. But good right. for her. As for the three of us, honestly, who's to say? <laughs> yeah. It frankly, it wouldn't surprise me if at this point any of you do, or frankly, Nell or Alden either. Or, depending on how recognizable our ships were. Oh, Finn, if if Rosalia. Yeah. I don't think our ship's that recognizable. (laughs) (laughs) I hide the can of red paint behind my back. So, that's another thing. So, so generally, pirates, there's a little little bit of a code of... uh, Honor feels like the wrong word, but a code of of friendliness. Um, Most pirates won't turn each other in most pirates (laughs) like amelia will probably be okay the issue is that the three of you are um not insiders as it were your mother is certainly not um does she know about she seems to Hmm. (laughs) like someone the information got around it seems like um and my name is not worth much at the moment. Um, yeah, I was going to say, so, do you have any friends who would oh, sure. stay friends without a crew behind you? Yeah, I've got, I've got a, couple, a couple friends still that I'm pretty sure will stick by me over sticking by Vance. Um, but certainly any of my uh, actual leverage. Captain's, Captain's not much without a crew or a ship. So um, we can't really count on that. Yeah, I may have been out of the game for the while, Nero, but I still know some people. That's good. That's good, too. So... My mom might be a pirate. That's an Ooh. unresolved thread. Hey, mine, too, That's I fun. guess. I, just, I, I had a vision of her, like, one time, and she looked like a pirate. Ah. Not to generalize, but... Yeah, well, that's good. Keep, keep an eye out. If I see anyone that looks like your mom, I will make note of it. Um, so, be careful... But other than that, generally, um, there's also, like, a little bit of a code of not uh, starting any major conflicts on Angel Isle itself. Occasionally, a bar fight will break out, but generally, people don't retaliate. And if they're going to retaliate, they take it off the island to do so. Kind of a mutually assured destruction kind of thing. Exactly. If one person starts... You know, if one person starts firing on somebody else's crew, then all of their allies jump in. And the last thing you want is a whole pirate-wide fight in the middle of the hub that everybody counts on as being there as somewhere that you can resupply. So what I'm saying is keep your wits about you for sure, but I don't anticipate there being too much immediate danger. um, Unless someone gets really bold and decides they want to cash in on that bounty. Hmm. Well, it didn't go so hot for the last people who tried. There's that, too. Yeah. Other than that, she kind of, like, looks between all of you. She's like, is there anything else you need to know before we get there? Hmm. Well. Should I do a pirate voice? Sure. Couldn't hurt. No. And I think it'd be very entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Like that. (laughs) Will, will hurt. Will hurt. 
Are ye be saying that, but I think Neera be saying something different, don't she? This is perfect, Finn. I'm a big fan. Thank ye. Wait a second, I don't trust ye. <laughs> yeah, um, about that. I kind of like look her in there. What are, what's your plan here? Are you just gonna, once we get there, are you just gonna stay, or are you gonna dip, or? I'm gonna talk, talk to my people, see what options I can avail myself of. What people? Your, your pirate contacts? My friends, yes. Pirate contacts, friends, whichever. Okay. Malachi, you can make an insight check if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Ten. Uh, okay. With insight, that's 14. Okay. You get the sense that she definitely, like, she, does, she, she doesn't really have a plan. Like, she doesn't necessarily know what she's going to do, but she doesn't want you to know that. Are you, uh, are you an Amelia cooled? You, could you, like, go with her? Um, she, like, looks up at Amelia, um, and Amelia kind of nods and is like... Oh, Amelia's right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Amelia nods and is like, we're cool, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nira, like, grins, waves her hand a bit, and she's like, our, um, fight of three years ago is kind of nothing really compared to the everything else that's been going on, um, so we've, uh, we, yeah, we're cool. Okay. I guess I just wasn't sure if you wanted to help us with all that everything else or if you're just sort of done with that. Or well, I figured you wouldn't want my help from the uh, everything about everything. Mm. I mean, you really want... I mean, you were... It's nice to have you at our backs on the the breakout attempt, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm good at what I do, and you needed someone to get you out of there, and that's what my skills are especially suited for. I wasn't getting the impression that you wanted to keep working together. I, well, I mean, I don't know if you, if you were interested in, if what we saw back there, if that's something that you also want to, I don't know, fight back against, if you wanted to, I'm sure we could find a place for you. It's not it's not a three-person movement exactly. If if you felt that that's something you could dedicate yourself to, but I'm not going to make you or ask, or make ask you to do something that you don't want to hold yourself to. Malachi, I'll al- I will allow a persuasion check. 9 Oh my god. <laughs> These dice hate me today. She sits back a little bit and she's like yeah i don't um i don't really want to fight this war um i was never with even before everything i wasn't with the archaeological artificers association because i believed in the fucking quest or the grand mission or whatever i just wanted to get treasure and have allies so that I wasn't sailing around the sea by myself and learn from an experienced artificer. I, the whole, uh, 
noble quest to destroy the Empire was never my thing in the first place. That was Ben's deal. I just wanted to learn and sail. So... Ben's deal. I... Mm. I'm happy to help you. Well, uh, I'm the one who knows pirates. I'm the one who knows about it. But frankly, I don't think you want me uh, trying to trying to be something I'm not. Yeah, I don't want that either. Ben, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, she sort of like accepts the switch in conversation um, and is like, yeah. Sorry about, um, I don't know why I'm apologizing. No, we didn't have to turn you into a snail. That's true. Um, yet. I can think of some other stuff you could apologize for. I already did. Well, I guess I didn't apologize to you guys. Finn and Reagan, I'm sorry for, um, betraying you and selling you out. Thank you. See, it feels inadequate to say. Yeah, us too, specifically, because <laughs> you were going to try and cover his ass. Yeah, well... And I mean, I, I understand. I respect it, but I don't like you. That's fine. I uh, wouldn't expect you to. I close my eyes and turn away for a second, and then I turn back and I'm like, there you go. I, I removed the black mark from your name. For the past <laughs> week, every fish in the ocean has hated your guts. <laughs> Wow. That's that explains why I was feeling just a general sense of hostility radiating up from the ocean. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Um, glad to know that I had a reason. I thought I'd pissed off something. Well, I guess I did. Um, yeah, you did. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she, she looks at you with a sort of like just somewhat appraising look for a second and then moves on. Um, she's like, yeah, so Ben, I mean... Frankly, I'm not surprised. Um, I haven't seen him in years, but he certainly was always ready to do whatever it took. Is it some sort of personal vendetta for him? Sort of. Um, so, right. So, you know, when we joined AAA, we joined at about the same time. And like I said, I wasn't looking for... When I joined... As far as I knew, they were just a sort of under-the-radar adventurer's guild. Kind of similar to the way you guys thought they were originally, right? I got yeah, I mean, we didn't know anything about the whole Empire thing at first. They just wanted us to hunt the cubes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, similarly, uh, Amelia and I got hired for a kind of mercenary job. Um, went, did well, got to come back to HQ, met Ben, um, and the three of us sort of hit it off and became a kind of unit. Um, I was just looking for a paycheck and so was Amelia and we, but Ben was looking for a, a purpose or a really what he was looking for was a story. I mean, he talked about how he, he wanted to make not his own name, not exactly, but he was looking for a story that would elevate him and a purpose that would give him something, something, he was looking for something to be fighting for and for someone who he could make the hero of the story he was telling. He always talked about wanting to be the person who 
sung about the gods and sung mm-hmm. the sung the kind of story that everyone in the ocean would hear. So, I mean, and and I say that I didn't care about the grand quest or the empire or anything like that, the adventurer's whole thing. But when Ben was talking about it, like, I, I mean, he can make you believe in anything. He, yeah. When, when the three of us were working together, it did feel like I could be a part of something bigger and something that would actually change things. And then, you know, I discovered that I was only getting half-truths, and I got my arm blown off, and I realized that the story was more hollow than I thought it was. Yeah. I think it's all sort of been a pretty shallow front to... I don't think... I mean, clearly it was never about the Empire. It was more just her power and not having anything standing in the way of that. Yeah. I mean, if that's... If that's still not your war, I can respect that. But, well, I don't know about respect, but... But it was enough of a something to get her to... I mean, all that that power that she has is, is coming from something. That wasn't... I mean, I, I know a bit about artificer stuff, I would say. Um, and those wings, I mean, that was... I've never seen anything like that and the uh, being able to lift a whole ship high enough to get through the sea of storms that's that kind of power whatever she's got it's real oh i mean i think all of it's real the cube magic was certainly real it's just whether if whether it should all be amassed in one person yeah so anyway all that to say um it doesn't exactly surprise me that Ben is probably getting exactly what he wanted. Yeah. So you'll you'll sail with us and then you'll stick around a bit. I'll stick around a bit. I'll get you. Um, I'll I'll make sure you guys don't get uh, swindled, shanked <laughs> by a pirate in Angel Isle, or you know, gamble your ship away or anything like that. But that felt pointed. Oh, we would never. We would never, right? Malachi <laughs> looks at Reagan and Finn. <laughs> Finn looks at Reagan. Reagan looks behind him. I mean, that shrinking thing is pretty convenient in terms of being able to just set it in the middle of a poker table. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, so now that you bring that up. No. <laughs> um, she kind of laughs and like stands up and she's like, so, you know. Let me know if you need anything else. Um, we still got a couple more days. This is all assuming we don't just get um, a hole blown in the middle of the ship by a lightning bolt. But we, you know, we've been pretty lucky so far. Oh no, we're good. That won't happen. She knocks on the wooden edge of the ship. <laughs> we've got this guy. <laughs> yeah, and she and Amelia get in their boat and go back to the salty shark. Uh, after that conversation, Finn is going to seek out, mm-hmm. I guess, Baleen. And ask, mm-hmm. hey, do you know when everyone was evacuating the island, what happened to all the cubes? Like, was there still a, a, a closet full of cubes, or did the adventurer, like, absorb them, or what? Uh, Baleen? Let me see. I'm going to roll to see if she knows or noticed. Or do you know who I should ask about that? Um, She sort of, like, thinks back, and she's like, yeah, well, and because I, I talked about it a bit on our way over here and kind of as we were all 
trying to get everything off the island. Um, apparently, like, most of the cubes... People were talking about how a lot of the most powerful stuff that they expected to find was already gone. Even though it should have been left behind or was supposed to be left behind, a lot of it was just missing. But they did get some, and there were some, like, cubes that were, like, built into stuff um, that were, like, powering little devices and such. Um, and those, um, we still have them. But the ones that were, the stuff that the adventurer had been working on herself and, like, the cubes that were just kind of, like, in boxes and stuff, nobody could find them. Mm. Mm. Well, that's not good. Yeah. It actually also is on the fourth day, kind of like toward the end of the day, um, that you, mm, the ships are far enough apart that you probably wouldn't like hear anything. Um, but Nell and Alden will come over to your ship looking a little bit uh, like troubled. Mm. And uh, Nell will be like, hey, just wanted to let you guys know, uh, Lithios did attack headquarters. Um earlier today we got we'd left behind the people who left had left behind like i don't know ways to tell when something was disturbed um and our little all their little alarm systems started going off um nobody was there and most of our important evidence and stuff is with us so that's good at least but whatever the wards were around HQ, either they got lowered or Lithios found a way around them or something. Um, so just wanted to let you know that happened. Hmm. Oh boy. This could have been an email now. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> Frankly, there's not much more to say, but that's how communication works here. Yeah. Oh god. Guys, this means they've seen the obstacle course leaderboard. They know that we are the most formidable <laughs> members of AAA. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. Nobody erased that. We didn't take the leaderboard? No, there wasn't time. Oh! Ah, oh, that for posterity. And you also, I think, um, frankly, Andy, this would have happened yesterday. Um, I simply forgot about it. Um, you would hear from Father Ceviche again. Ah! He just says, um, you hear Finn from Father Ceviche. Still no other signs of aggression. We're rebuilding. Your father is recovering, although his leg is still quite injured. Your parents and Min send their love. Finn nods to himself and then responds. Baleen and I are reunited. We're okay for now. But troubles aren't over. Hopefully I'll be powerful enough. My love to everyone. Your friend, Finn. <laughs> so true, Finn. Cool. That's all the events I have for this kind of day with no storm that everyone seems like they feel like they need to take advantage of. <laughs> Everyone's rowing all over the place. <laughs> exactly. Um, but everyone kind of settles back as Malachi rows around the ship just to get some arm exercise in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, Finn, Finn goes for a dip. He swims alongside the ship for a little bit and then climbs back on. <laughs> it's nice. You can sort of hear the other fish uh, below the sea again sort of all being like whoa hi hi <laughs> busy day up there huh <laughs> yeah. oh yeah don't mind us just passing through i'm finn by the way nice to meet you all 
wow, nice to meet you too. I'm, and then there's a chorus of, you know, 200 fish names. <laughs> I respond and greet each of them individually. List them, Hannah. Uh, I refuse. Um, cool. I need one more, one more D20 for the storm on kind of the last day before you will make your way out of the sea of storms. That's another 20 right there. Wow. So that is... Let's go. Wow, you guys. <laughs> cool. It's a, everyone got all their work done on yeah. the fourth day, and then the, the fifth day is also so nice. Um, Thank goodness there's no conflict in this. I do still need the encounter D20 from someone, please. I got it. 12. Cool. Yeah, everything remains quote-unquote peaceful. Again, I must stress that even even a nat 20 day on the Sea of Storms would still be considered a pretty bad sailing day in the Western <laughs> Sea, but it is uh, enough so that it is not any complications that we mechanically need to deal with. You guys continue sailing, and toward the end of the fifth day is when kind of in front of you, you start to see what, at first you're like, oh shit, there's another storm gathering. Um, But as you get closer to it, you realize that rather than being a storm, it is this bank of dark, thick fog that just sort of like sits over the water. Malachi goes, uh... Yeah, Malachi looks, it looks familiar um, to you because you've never, I think Reagan is the only one out of the three of you who ever would have actually been to the Lightless Sea. But Malachi, this, you, you feel like you've seen it as you sort of reach this, this seemingly infinite stretch of fog as you start to enter the Lightless Sea. So a little bit of a information kind of about how how the Lightless Sea works. Um, the Sea of Storms, the main dangers are like that your ship will not survive the creatures and the storms that are out in the sort of choppy waters. With the Lightless Sea, the biggest danger is getting lost. People will just kind of get swallowed up by the fog and never seen again. Um, It's why it's such a good place to have a pirate hideout because Angel Isle is basically like, if you haven't been there, you can't find it. It's like, you have to know how to navigate there. So you have to know someone already knows it, basically? Exactly. Um, Even you, Reagan, would probably have troubles navigating there on your own. It's sort of the ships are managing to stay together. You actually, I think you guys would see that kind of as you approach the Lightless Sea, um, Nira goes over to the Ladyfinger so that there's kind of like one person on each of the ships who can probably find Angel Isle um, if you guys do get separated, which is very much a possibility. Um... The other big danger of the Lightless Sea that you guys all would know is that it's pretty haunted. Um, There are the ships that get swallowed up here sometimes make their way back a hundred years later, only this time there's no crew or the crew is different than they once were. There's kind of strange howls and distant singing kind of pretty much always and you can never sort of tell um what is calling to you specifically or what is uh just sort of around um generally everybody knows that you don't don't follow the lights don't respond to the singing don't uh stray from the course that you've set for yourself so for the kind of one day of travel that you have for navigating to 
navigating to Angel Isle. Um, Reagan, I need you to make me a wisdom check and add your proficiency to it. Um, Malachi or Finn, if you guys would like to do things to try and help him, let me know what those are. Mm. I want to just reach out to any fish that are in range and just be like, hey, like, mm. can you point me in the direction of the island that's sort of a day sailing from here that ships are often going to? Yeah. Uh, make me a persuasion check, Finn. 26. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, the fish kind of respond to you like, oh, yeah, sure. Um, you see, as you, like... If, if you look down into the ocean, um, the water, especially as you actually get into the fog, is this very, like, inky, almost purple color. Um, and the fish that you're seeing or that you're talking to, Finn, are, like, like the type of fish that you'd normally expect to see in, like, the deep sea. Um, these kind of, like, angler fish. And, like, there's a lot of bioluminescence yes. going on. As you look down, sometimes you're seeing, like, schools of fish with this kind of blue glow to oh, them. Hell yeah. So you're getting kind of like weird fish answering you, but they do point you in the right direction. That'll be good enough to get Reagan advantage on this. Um, Malachi, if you have anything, uh, let me know. Uh, you don't have to. But. Hannah, I would also like to put up uh, torches on our bow and stern. Cool. Yep, you can definitely do that. Yeah, it's weird almost. Like the transition is so sudden that it's like alarming between the kind of like the pretty constant waves and choppy sea and wind that you've gotten used to. And then it's like you pass the threshold of this fog bank and the sea is like so still. I think Malachi might not necessarily be thinking super clearly, but... uh He's not sure because there's no crazy storm going on, so there's not really much that he can do to help. But I think for his own comfort, he's going to try and cast Moonbeam out of us. Okay, cool. Malachi, no, you're going to hit the fish. <laughs> it's only 40 feet tall. It doesn't have to go deep if I don't want it to. Everyone get out of the way. <laughs> you yelled at the fish. I'm doing it above the water, Finn. We're not going under. Oh. Pray God. <laughs> you, you, you keep this sort of silvery beacon ahead of you guys. Um as you sail. Um, Reagan, go ahead and make me that check with advantage. With proficiency, that comes to a 22. Ooh, delightful. Yeah, and you guys, uh, I'm gonna roll for the people we've got navigating on the other ships as well. It's good we had advantage, because my other roll was a two. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, Amelia only rolled sort of mediocre, mm. um, but with a 22 from Reagan and a nat 20 from Nira, yeah. I will say that those kind of high checks compensate for the, like, 11 that Amelia got. And you're able to keep all three ships together and make your way through the Lightless Sea on this first day. And you are able to successfully navigate your way to angel isle malachi's extremely on edge the entire time as you sail reagan you sort of like are, are navigating mostly by the issue here is that like you can't see the stars in the lightless sea and so that makes it a lot harder to kind of plot your course but there are certain landmarks that you can kind of key off of like oh here's where like the water gets a little bit shallower because there's like a big, big sandbar. Um, here's this rock formation that everybody knows to look out for. Um, stuff like that. And you're you're navigating by these landmarks and eventually you're like, okay, and it should be right about. And just as you're thinking that, you start to see emerging out of the fog toward you, Angel Isle. 
it comes up suddenly. Um, like one second, it's just fog, and the next second, there's this city, like almost right in front of you. Um, the island itself is very dark. It's kind of built on top of these like mostly gray rocks. Um, but the city has a kind of surprising amount of light to it as there's all these torches and like magical lights bobbing around. Um, the actual surface area of the island is not very big, but the city's been kind of like built out around it. Um, stretching out from the island in all directions are these long docks with just so many ships moored at them. Like more than you guys have seen at a single island um, and probably like comparable to the port at Dermator. There are just so many ships around um, leading out from these, these long docks. Um, you see kind of wide variety from like little boats to like really big ones um almost all of them like proudly displaying pirate colors um you might even reagan you definitely recognize quite a few of them even malachi and finn might recognize a few from various stories you've heard or um like notorious even tales you've heard from like the people you've been sailing with um and the island is uh Especially as you were starting to navigate toward the end of it, you were navigating by sound a bit because you can hear the sounds of like conversation, um, shouting, occasionally a little jaunty tune will like drift its way out above, just general city noises. As you guys start to approach and as you start to steer your ships over toward a couple of empty spaces on the dock where you can moor and then start heading right up and i think that that is where we will end our session for today as you have safely pulled into angel isle oh i'm so fucking excited Woo. yeah hey hannah remember that time i got a 31 uh on on lightning i do it was really really cool can i be slightly bioluminescent too Uh, oh um permanently no damn it but i will say kind of like in the right lighting maybe okay um the thing is that once you're out of the sea of storms it fades a little this is mud bath talk um but we can consider my bioluminescence i'm considering i'm considering don't worry Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that, which we hope you did, you can find us other places on the internet. We are at Ship of Fools Cast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash shipoffools, uh, where you can find lots of our fun bonus content, uh, including our Patreon-exclusive after show, where we sit in a metaphorical mud bath and discuss the events of the episode, releasing on alternate Tuesdays when there isn't an episode, so if you're feeling like two weeks is entirely too long to wait, you can hop on over to patreon.com slash shipoffools. Thank you also, as always, to Theo Golden for our beautiful logo art. You can find him at tgoldenart on Instagram. Thank you to Lucas Mangold for our theme music. You can find him at lucascarlmusic at gmail.com for all of your music needs, nautical or otherwise. And thank you also to Laura Boyman for providing some of the music in this episode, most notably the beautiful singing of the sirens. And we will be back with another episode on April 26th. And until then, we will see you on the open seas. Bye!
pause. This reminded me of my favorite joke of all time, which is a man is at a job interview and the interviewer is looking at his resume and he goes, oh, could you please explain this four-year gap? And the man says, oh, I went to Yale. And the interviewer says, oh my goodness, that's very impressive. You're hired. And the guy goes, yay, I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. oh, sensible chuckle. <laughs> Continue. Great joke, Nana. Thank you. <laughs> it makes me smile. 